0: Welcome aboard the USS Voter. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek, dorktrek.com.
1: Engage, Mister Manny.
2: WWE stuff because it was just so, just just ghetto. <laughs> like I don't know how better way to put it. It was just like this dirty, like underground. Type of environment, and it was like it was like in a Masonic temple, also. So it was like, like you're in a secret society to go in this place. They
0: have all the local wrestling shows are in like Masonic temples or like high school gyms or like bingo halls and stuff. And it's just, it's just dudes doing it because they love doing it, you know,
2: exactly. And it was just, it was so over the top, ridiculous, and like just amateur and and i loved it it was amazing (laughs) that's
0: awesome well do you ever talk to chris um uh yeah he used to he used to wrestle like that
2: yeah yeah um he was actually supposed to go to the live thing at um hampton coliseum with us okay um and then he he couldn't go at the last minute or whatever so but yeah i haven't talked to him in forever yeah
0: he was a professional wrestler of some note i think
2: I actually did. I did his t-shirt for him. Oh, to the future shirt. Yeah.
0: That was a good shirt. Yeah. Look at you. You're just, you're in. <laughs> I think it's awesome. That's really fun.
2: I I still don't know how I, I, I got to this point in life. You know what, man? I'm Nobody fine with
0: it. knows. I mean, you know, don't be ashamed of what you are and what you're oh, doing. Oh, I'm
2: definitely not. It's just, it's so bizarre for me. And, uh, like, but I've I've embraced it. I think because I like I'm in a place right now where I like just completely uh, empty entertainment. Uh-huh. Like I don't I don't want to think when I watch TV. Like I'm watching the most like simple, goofy television shows. No, like I really watch got CBS. into. A, yeah, huh?
1: <laughs> she watched CBS.
2: No, no, no. I like funny shows.
1: Oh, okay. Never mind.
2: <laughs> um. I got into Comedy Bang Bang a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, I love that
0: show.
2: Yeah, I, like, binged, like, three seasons of it in a weekend.
0: Dennis has been singing Comedy Bang Bang's praises forever, right? Yes. Yeah, you even yeah. liked it when it was just a podcast, right?
1: Yeah, I still listen to the podcast. Yeah.
2: I've been hearing about it for a while. I just didn't get into it for some reason until, like, about a month ago.
1: It's very – the show is very off the wall.
2: Yes. It's, it's, like, it's like every scenario they come up with, they just – whatever you expect is going to be the, the punchline or the the weird twist on the joke. It's like they just turn it up and they go like one step further and make it even more absurd and weirder than you expect. That's I've and heard I'm good probably. things. Yeah.
1: I'm driving. Like, I just- think people come for the guests or for Reggie Watts, but Scott Arkerman is pretty fucking talented. Yeah. He's great.
0: I, uh, I am driving to Charlotte in a couple weeks and I'll probably just download a shit ton of podcasts mm-hmm. before I go. And I'll probably, maybe that'll be one of the ones I listen to. It's a yeah, good sounds one. sounds good.
1: Do you like good? U2 or REM?
0: Uh, I like REM. I like old U2. I don't want to sound like that guy, but I haven't cared <laughs> about you. I haven't cared about U2 since like, it's a beautiful day or whatever. You can see, mm-hmm. Which seems like yesterday, but no, that was like 12 years ago. Like, yeah. I mean like that was forever ago like when you think like yeah beautiful day like that was really great but like no that was when I was in fucking college like that was I was waiting tables in Richmond like that was fucking forever ago was that
1: that long ago yeah Mm -hmm. was that on pop
0: no pop no beautiful day was um well, the, what was the name of the record after that? Because um, it was pop, and then everybody kind of thought U 2s career was over,
1: and then they yeah, came back. Pop was not.
0: Pop great. was just, but there were some good tracks on Pop though.
2: Um,
1: I assume so. Uh,
2: like the one with Johnny Cash was really good. Um, oh my that was, god, no! It was uh, "All You Can't Leave Behind," and that was it. that came out 18 years ago. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's. Yeah, my,
1: my 20th uh, college anniversary or reunion is next year.
2: <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, because. Are you yeah, going because... to go to like a reunion thing?
1: Oh, yeah, I want to. I haven't been back since I graduated, so it'll be it'll be nice to see the old campus.
0: Right? Yeah. Because when I was waiting tables in Richmond, there, was, there were two girls that were obsessed with you, too. They were with just. One cup? Yes, they were obsessed. That was, that was even before that, Dennis. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how long ago this was. Like there was these two chicks that wait that worked at the restaurant, and they were obsessed with you too. And they were going to see like their tour, like the Beautiful Day tour, several stops because we were in Richmond, so they can go to Baltimore, they can go to Raleigh, they can hit a couple of them. And I was like, yeah, dude, like fucking unforgettable fire such a great record and they're like what are you talking about I'm like huh like <laughs> what like re- they had no idea they
1: don't know anything before rattle and hum yeah uh, like yeah, it was
0: all just like a blur <laughs> they just thought you too they were the way I looked at music when I was seven where I just thought like oh born in the USA is the first Bruce Springsteen album because it's the first one I've ever heard of yeah, exactly I had no yeah. idea of his catalog yeah Phil, told- I
1: love Phil Collins oh do you like Genesis what's Genesis yeah what? Bible. <laughs> 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 oh, why are you trying to get religious man
0: I don't get what you're talking about. He, he. I love God. Peter Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me about Genesis. So it was just weird, man. Project Genesis. Yeah. i they gonna restart
1: this? <laughs> I love Rathicon.
0: <laughs> Dennis, I gotta tell you, I like the goatee. It looks it Looks nice. Yeah. Yeah. Trying it out. Looks good. Yeah.
2: Jen, I'm trying to grow one too. It's not Jen, coming very like fast. fast. I like
0: your goatee too. Yeah. Oh,
1: thank
0: you. Wow, that was to 1998. Holy fuck!
1: <laughs> well, the reason why I asked if you like them is because. uh the guy who hosts Comedy Bang Bang does a podcast with uh, Adam Scott uh-huh. from uh, Parks and Recreation. Oh, okay. About you two, and there's one about REM also.
0: Okay, all right. It's pretty, pretty good. I'm a big. Fan. I like REM, but like again, I haven't listened to REM seriously since like Low Adventures in Hi-Fi, which was like a hundred years ago at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, okay. All right, now I, now I feel really old. All right, podcast is over, everybody. I got to go to bed and take my medicine.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember buying, like, the Monster CD. Yeah. <laughs> that CD. Was a- buying a CD. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that dates you now.
0: That was a wonderful record, too. Yeah. Like, that's when REM started playing loud again. Like, they plugged in, and they were, like, rocking. Like
1: What's the... The first uh, album you guys bought was it a tape or a cassette or a uh, CD or vinyl? What was it? I
2: think I think what by the time I started listening to music, I we were already buying CDs because yeah. like my family got into buying CDs like stupid early. Um, like I don't even know that I ever owned a cassette huh. like, and like an actual cassette that I purchased.
1: You never owned a Walkman.
2: I did but I always just bought the CD and then dubbed it onto a tape or I made mixtapes from the radio or something. <laughs>
1: that's
2: awesome. Like I I never bought tapes. It was weird. Like because we we started buying CDs in like 1986 or something like that. Oh my
1: gosh, you were right. Wow, on the you were like that leading was, edge.
0: Wow. That's that's really impressive.
1: Yeah.
2: And it was like uh I think my first CD was like Debbie Gibson or some nice. crap. Because uh, we got the the Columbia House CD club, yeah. and everybody in the family got to pick a CD out of the little you know the stamp booklet that they okay. send you in the newspaper or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was I was like, uh, I guess I want that one. Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I dig that. The, what first, about you, Bob? Keep the first, the first
0: forty-five I ever had. Well, wow. was the Thompson twins. I no, the 33, nice. I had the 33, the single, cause the 33s are the singles. So the first yeah. I ever had was the Thompson twins. Hold me, Hold now. me now. Yep. <laughs> um, the first tape that I ever had was when I got my first stereo, um, for Christmas when I was a kid and it was very much in the vein of Columbia house. And I got uh, purple rain and come on, feel the noise but nice. Riot and rat round and round. Like I got like three of them and those are the three I really remember. <laughs> and my first CD that I ever got was uh, the Danny Elfman Batman score. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. That was the, we first
1: actually got that on vinyl.
0: Wow. Really? Yeah. That's Cause my cool. parents
1: would buy vinyls for some reason. So we, we begged them to buy the Batman
0: Hell, I'm still uh, buying soundtrack. Right <laughs>
1: yeah. right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, the Batman soundtrack is really great. Like the, really the score for that is really fun.
1: That because uh, for the movie they transitioned it into the the animated series, and it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. wonderful.
0: Yeah, and then I can remember one of the first CDs that I got that I bought myself. That was a gift. Was I like got Public Enemy? Um, uh, the one with, uh, what is it? Takes a Nation of Millions. Takes a Nation to to millions. Yeah. yeah. And the first song on that is about the apocalypse or whatever, like a, something that it's like the title is apocalypse. And I had no idea what that was. So I had to look it up in the dictionary. Because <laughs> I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> apocalypse. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah. so And that was a Columbia House purchase. But yes, yeah, so that was cool. nah. I missed that.
1: Yeah, I think Fear of a Black Planet was one of the first ones I got. But also first cassettes I got were like um Nevermind by Nirvana mm-hmm. and uh Allison Change Dirt.
0: Okay. See I had those on C D.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well I didn't I wasn't high class at that point.
0: i yeah, me neither. I mean my C D player was old and bro like my C because it was one of the flip up ones, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And the mechanism yeah. was kinda jammed in it. So It didn't close tight enough, so like put a book on top of it or something. I actually had to put like a coffee can of pennies on it to close it all the way. So (laughs) those things,
1: especially if you use them in your car, because I, you know, I had the Velcro on the bottom so I could sit them on my dash, and so the top would always pop off. So I bought like a little piece of Velcro that you could attach, yeah, and like, yeah. I remember in my release the lid in my first fancy car that I had. I bought
0: because when I was working in high school, I had really, I I, mean, I had a job. I stocked shelves at the Oceania Commissary, which was a government contracting job. I worked with handicapped adults. Um, and so, like, they had, a, they had like, non-handicapped kind of, like, supervising and shit like that and helping out. But these were pretty high-functioning, like, guys with dyslexia and shit like that. Um, yeah. So I did that, and I made, I made like, I'm seven, sure
1: it's more than just dyslexia. No, I mean,
0: there were, there were some dyslexic dudes there. There were a couple really? of guys. Yeah, like, I mean, it was a pretty broad net is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah um but i made like 17 bucks an hour as like a high school kid it was Jesus. nuts and so i bought like a, a sweet like rx7 that had a, a block pump stereo system in it like i don't know it was fancy at the time but the cds before you would put them in the player you had to put them in this like like skip proof plastic box so yeah the mag- in-
1: the magazine that it holds is- them yeah
0: mike power is a friend of all of ours was in my car for the first time and didn't know this and just stuck a cd player in the cd deck without putting it in the magazine and i was like you just broke me. it." took us like 45 minutes to fish this fucking because it
1: went in between the yeah. cd player and the dash right <laughs>
0: yes it just went yeah. into it just went into the slot and just sat in there it's like we had to try to fish this fucking thing out for like oh my god uh, we were on our way to school i was driving him to school that day and i was like dude my fucking cd player is broken I'd had, yeah. this car, I'd had this car for like four days, <laughs> but I fi- I got it out. But yeah, that was cool.
1: Yeah, the first CD player I had in the car was aftermarket, so it had it wasn't perfectly fit for my car, so it yeah. had a little space in between the CD mm-hmm. player and the dash. So if you weren't careful and try to change CDs while you're driving, you could throw one back into the dash and like
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> like remember having to do that as a kid, like change your stereo out because yeah. like you had like a shitty old AM radio, so you had to put like a tape deck in there or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that whole thing
2: now is it's just so. Do they even sell like radios the, like the that anymore?
1: Tape adapter for your CD player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you
2: they can even... still do that. But like, so many cars now have uh, stereos that are like just built into the the car. Like my Mazda, I don't think I could replace the stereo if I wanted to because it's it's got like the little like the display and all this stuff, yeah. and it's like embedded in the car. Yeah. There's you'd no, have to
1: like, remove all of that
0: yeah
2: exactly but yeah.
0: remember going to like the the like you could go to sears or like to one of the electronic stores and there would just be a wall of
2: displays and tape decks and cd players that were yeah. hooked up and you could just press go. a little
1: red button i yeah. want to hear this mm-hmm. one
2: but that doesn't I'm happen to Best buy. i mean I'm, yeah. i assume somebody's still doing it you know
0: do they like you can just buy like a radio for your for your car yeah, There's like th-
1: because people want ones that have more amperage or or whatever.
0: Yeah, but I think can't you just do that with amps and shit? Like
1: you could, but
0: I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna look. Up. Some
1: people want a whole complete system. Well, I like, know when I because think- I, I I bought my first car when I was in college. It was a Mitsubishi Eclipse.
0: Nice. And
1: I went to Best Buy and I picked out the the uh, the stereo I wanted, plus the amp, plus the subwoofer, and I had it all installed and everything, mm-hmm. and it was like you know.
0: I guess they still do because i Pioneer's got one here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Some people are brand loyal.
0: All right. Does this fit in my vehicle?
1: I hope you ain't loyal to Iowa because they ain't around anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's really weird that people replace because, I mean, a lot of the stereos in the car now are pretty sweet. Like, I don't see why.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think now we're so used to listening to headphones. You know, yeah. That – your car stereo doesn't sound so bad anymore compared to like before you could only really listen at home on your stereo at home like who has a stereo at home anymore really yeah that listen to music on
0: it's true right I just listen on my ps3 or my computer machine yeah or you know or I have that shitty little record player that I got over there that works but like I I have a friend who's super into like old stereos like he rebuilds them so, like, he'll go to, like, a thrift store and, like, find a crappy record player and basically rebuild it. And he's got, like, old house speakers and stuff in the whole nine yards. And, like, mm-hmm. he has all these sweet old records. And he's got everything set. So I think he even has, like, an eight-track. It's so like when you go to his house, it's like stepping back into a, a, a time ago where people had stereos in their homes. What if really, he would
2: fix my record player for me?
0: I mean, he probably would if you could get it to him in Cincinnati. Oh, well, shit.
1: <laughs> did, you guys, did you guys' parents have eight-tracks? yes
2: no yeah. mine did not yeah, okay
1: yeah mine did we got plenty of use out of it too plenty we of had, old motown eight tracks we had one of those big like stereos
0: that looked like a buffet where you opened yeah. up the top of it yeah we yeah, had one yeah. of those forever you know
1: exactly what you're talking about. those things were awesome it's a turntable on top yeah and yeah <laughs>
0: had a turntable and like a, a tuner for the radio and a and track player an track and all a that cassette shit. player yeah it was crazy
2: yeah we had the thing where like it was a uh, like, a component system, I guess, and, like, it was just kind of, like, a tall cabinet, and then you would buy each part of the the stereo system that you wanted, like, if you wanted a CD player, you bought that, and you could buy, like, the, the carousel, or you could buy the tape deck separate, and, like, everything was just separate pieces, um, yeah. and then you could, you know, get the turntable on top or whatever if you wanted, so...
0: Yeah that was cool. We had one of those too that was what we that was what we evolved to like when we got rid of the big buffet looking thing then we got mm-hmm. the you know the neat looking like
1: yeah but- my parents had this record player all it was was a record player mind you turntable but it was like the width, of a couch like it was <laughs> super it was and all it was were these two giant speakers and in yes. the middle is where the turntable was and you'd open the top and then change the record or whatever and the thing would just blast yes. out music it was yeah. like, my cousin i'm sure now would probably be worth of thousands of dollars
2: i don't my, like so my cousin has one and she still uses it so if she's got like yeah. a you know valuable piece of equipment or whatever she doesn't know it, it she,
1: probably is man i'm sure there's collectors who would love to get their hands on something like that oh, yeah mm-hmm. totally right this was your dark check walk down memory lane.
2: Yep. <laughs> Tom was a man can listen
1: exactly. to.
2: Exactly. <laughs> well, it fits because we're my
1: talk- phonograph. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I listened to "Mary Had a Little Lamb. Uh, it works because we're talking about our man Brajeer, which is episode 10 of season four, which uh, Brajeer Plays like a jet-setting, suave, debonair spy of uh, James
1: Bond. Bobo, Bobo, James Bond. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it works. I mean, yeah. it's fun to see that like Bragier has a James Bond thing, and Data has a uh, 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 Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes thing. So again, it's just British writers of different eras.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: Conan Doyle for Data and. What Ian Fleming for Mm Brigitte? The jet setter. I like this episode. I got to tell you. Yeah. It's really fun. I
1: I do like it, but I will say my favorite thing about it is um, his little valet. Yes. Uh, What's her name? Uh, Mona loves it.
0: Yes, Mona loves her.
1: Her real name is fucking preposterous.
0: It's Marcy Brickhouse. Marcy
1: Brickhouse. I was like, no way.
0: <laughs> they didn't even really need to change her name. Like, they could have just went with Marcia yeah. Brickhouse. I had to
1: Google her. Just make sure that wasn't like her porn name or something. Nope,
0: so, Marcia Brickhouse. There she is. <laughs> Marcy that Brickhouse.
2: Been, that would
1: have been an amazing name. She's a brick?
2: Yeah.
1: How? You
0: don't really need to change her.
2: a brick We saw her in uh, Star Trek 2009.
1: yep. Yeah. Don't need to
0: change her name because she's got Mm. an awesome name already.
1: She's mighty mighty. Yep, letting it all hang out. (laughs)
0: Breakhouse, five foot eight. Other works where she started a TV commercial for Brute sacking Troy Aikman. If you remember that one, I don't. Don't Me neither. But it's on her. I mean, seek it out. She ain't done shit because it's on her IMDb page.
1: Like that's (laughs) exactly. That's
0: the first thing. Did you know? Other commercial. Yes, Brute commercial. Oh, she was on Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Okay. Yeah. She was also on Married with Children. She so played, she's like
1: random hot chick that they yeah, bring she, in. Yes.
0: She played Pat on uh, The Fresh Prince Bel-Air 2 episode. <laughs> she was on Ah, uh, Ah, uh, Ah, uh, Ah, uh, uh. She was on Silk Stalkings. Oh. No. <laughs> the, the
1: Even cross, know if that's been sitting on my Hulu queue. I got to watch that show.
0: The cross. So make sure you watch... Guilt by association. She plays Meg. The crossover that we're getting here lately, with Silk Stockings and um and Deep Space Nine. I mean, it's just calling out for us to do. Like we, it's this is a sign.
1: Silk Stockings must have been like the Law and Order of the early nineties.
0: The sexy Law and Order.
1: Yeah, where everybody you know has to do a guest hosting turn on yeah. there at some point.
0: It's like, look, you didn't get Law and Order, damn it, but you got Silk Stockings. All yeah. right, I'll take
1: All it. Right. All right, it's a
0: job, right? Yeah. What what happens to me? Please don't say I get choked by a pair of stockings. Please, don't you, know, you get choked. Yeah,
1: every, <laughs> everybody shit. gets choked by a pair of stockings on this show.
0: I died. I died while I'm masturbating. Damn it. <laughs> Gah! But yeah. So you don't want that
1: to be your big break. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to shake that.
0: Yes. Um, uh, Marcy Brickhouse. Brick. House. <laughs> but yeah. Um, this. I mean, I like this episode. It's real goofy. It's fun. Um, Dennis, do you want to do, did everybody watch it?
2: Yeah, yes.
1: watched
0: it. Okay, all right. Ooh, I have, a, I, I
1: have an idea. That like Jenny liked it.
0: Jenny doesn't like it. I can tell already from that answer. But I have an idea for Voyager, okay? This is what we're going to, I, I'm really excited about it. I want to get it out there now because I'm probably going to forget it. Because last week we were talking about how it's fun to talk to someone about the episode who hadn't seen it. Jenny mentioned how she was going to try to not watch all of Voyager and just have us talk to her or about
1: any, Or any of Voyager? Right? Yeah, any
0: of, she was just going to avoid a Voyager. A Voyager.
1: <laughs> a <That's>, Voyager.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what I thought we could do is, I didn't think it'd be fair if Jenny skipped every episode. So, when we get to Voyager, what I want to do is, I want to have like a Wheel of Voyager. And then it'll have her names on it. And at the end of the episode, We'll spin the wheel to see who doesn't have to watch next week's episode.
1: No whammies. <laughs> big episode. I have a Here wheel. Go.
0: I got it covered. So what we'll do is we'll put everybody's name and one of them will just be everyone has to watch. Or one of them will be no one has to watch. And then Everyone has
1: to watch is the whammy.
0: Yeah, that's the whammy. And the big money is no one has to watch.
2: <laughs> we just read the description.
1: Yeah.
0: And then we end up talking about silk stockings. But yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to get a Voyager wheel.
1: That could be one of the, uh, the slices on the wheel. A silk stockings episode <laughs> instead of a Voyager episode. We just completely skipped the Voyager episode.
2: I'm writing this down. This is brilliant. I, I
0: really thought it would be fun because it, it was enjoyable to have someone tell me what happened and I can base my reactions on. And, you know, Jenny really doesn't want to watch Voyager. Voyager gets better around season five, but we got to get to season five.
2: I'm coming around on Voyager like I'm just I, I'm just not amped on watching it like especially because DS9 is like it quickly became my favorite Star Trek series yeah and the, just the idea of watching something that I've just most people that I've talked to have that have watched Voyager like just not amped on it even Dude. people who are really yeah. into Star Trek and Neelix like,
0: eh. Neelix is the fucking worst like he I is, hated him so much he, he be gaslighting that poor girl Um whatever her name is, like just gaslighting her like a champ, because I guess they they date
1: to some Well, they're the only people on the ship from that from the Delta quadrant. Yeah.
0: So it's kinda like when when a black woman would show up on the Enterprise and everybody go, All right, Geordie, she's yours. (laughs) So so this is kind of how that works with them with Felix and what's her name? Kayla or whatever the fuck I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So they're together. But she is into Tom Prince, who's like the handsome, balding flyboy, and it's funny because he is the handsome, balding flyboy. Like, yeah,
1: Paris. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, she, but your man Neelix be just gas all he like. I don't trust him around you, and you need to watch it. And he is, you're crazy. I can't believe you don't see it. And she's just like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. To be
1: honest, I've seen uh, before we started uh, reviewing DS9. I had seen more episodes of Voyager than I had of DS9. And I, I hated it. Yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't really into DS9 as much because I had only seen a few of the first couple of season episodes, but now it's like my eyes are open to DS9, mm-hmm. but I know it's not going to happen with a Voyager. <laughs> now,
0: I will say once um, Neelix's girlfriend leaves and they yeah. bring in seven and nine, the yeah. show improves but it's very Seven of Nine heavy. Yeah. Because I, when I was watching Heroes and Icons around the end of the year last year, I was watching a lot of Voyager, like seasons uh, five, six, and seven. And it's a lot, a lot, a lot. Well, they
1: finally fun. get somebody on the ship who's actually interesting. Yeah. Because everybody else is just – because when they first start, there's a lot of potential with the whole uh, Federation crew versus the Maquis crew. They put
0: that like, shit out quick. Yeah,
1: but they yeah, yeah by like the third or fourth episode, there's no more conflict between yeah. them. And it's like yeah. that could have been the whole first season. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I like I do like Torres. She's the like half Puerto Rican, half Klingon. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, yeah. I think that's what they're going for. Yeah, yeah, because she yeah. looks Puerto Rican. Like I'm just Cause, assuming Cause she will
1: cut you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's half Klingon. <laughs>
0: She likes wild sex, and she's cling on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she has two vaginas, and she's cling on.
0: <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, so uh, that's the way, that's the thing we're going to invent the wheel of Voyager. Got yes. it. I think it's fair.
1: Listeners hold us to this, yeah, because we will forget
0: the wheel i'm gonna make a theme song and everything for the end of the show wheel of voyager
1: (laughs) we spin it at the end of every episode to figure out who's not watching next week
0: yeah because that's the only way (laughs) that's the only fair way to do it to figure out who's not watching
1: that's awesome
0: thanks i was really happy who knows
1: maybe by the time we get to it in a couple years they'll have technology where we can do it virtually in zoom
0: Mm. What watch Voyager and Zoom,
1: or have like a uh, a wheel that goes around our pictures <laughs> and stops <laughs> on one of our pictures,
0: it's like Sorry.
2: Russian roulette, but with yeah. Voyager <laughs> yeah. somehow,
0: some way. Yeah,
1: do, do, I like it.
2: All right.
0: Well, let's get to our man Brigier. Um, Who wants to do the the spiel about what happened?
1: Uh. I can do it, I guess. Let me pull it up.
0: Do it, Dennis. Do it.
1: Yeah. So yeah, so Bashir is in the hollow deck, and he's pretending he's a secret agent, just like Bob said. Yeah. He's James Bondish kind it's of guy. James,
2: yeah. He yeah. Can I ask you a question? Introduce himself as Bashir. Sure. Go ahead, James. Is, is this like the first like true holodeck episode of DS Nine that's like basically About holodeck deck start to finish?
1: A, yeah.
0: I think so. I, I want to say this is like the first wacky
2: holiday. Because
1: the only ones before right? this are like, you know, they go play baseball, or the guy wants to ban Kira. Yeah, so he keeps trying to trick her to go into the hollow suite with him. Yeah, this
0: is strictly like the first holodeck ep- <laughs> Okay,
2: that's what I was thinking, but I just want to make sure that like I was remembering right, or if I didn't miss one or something.
0: Well, that's pretty good considering it's season four, episode ten. Yeah, yeah. we got. I this think this far. is the
1: first. This is the first uh, transporter accident one, too, isn't it? Uh,
2: that's hard to say. Yeah, yeah, that is hard to say. I think it is.
1: As far as the transporter accident... Right. Oh, no, wait. No, 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 no. Isn't there... There's one where they go to the... Uh, no, wait. That's when they're going through the wormhole, where they go back to the uh, mirror universe, right? They're coming through yes. the wormhole. In that. I thought, know.
0: but didn't they say... No, because... Um, Homeboy came through on the ho- on the transporter.
1: But they meant to, didn't they? I know there's one where they went through the wormhole and they got sent to the mirror universe.
0: But isn't there one where um, your man, Miles, Smiley, comes back and takes him the second time
2: through the transporter?
1: Yeah, but that wasn't an accident.
2: Right, like he used the transporter to to get into the ship, basically. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Like, so this like, might be
1: the first transporter accident one. Okay. Which, if you think about... TNG, like, a quarter of every season was either a holodeck accident or a transport accident, and they got them both in one episode here.
2: I think that's what kind of, like, put me off of this episode right from the beginning. I was just like, this is a fucking TNG episode. (laughs)
0: Dang, (laughs) that's ruthless, son.
2: I mean, again, like I said a couple episodes ago when we had a similar situation, it was like, it's not that it was a bad episode, and I'm just, you know, showing my hand right away. But it's just that it was a TNG episode. And, like, yeah. I have a, I have a level of standard for what I expect for DS9. Okay. And it's it's not quite there. So. To be so, fair, they do have a
1: whole nother quadrant of possibilities to play off of, you know?
2: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So they could, theoretically, every episode could be they find something new in a Gamma Quadrant.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's I could tell it was going to be a holodeck episode. It's going to be kind of a filler episode right away. So yeah. See,
0: that's weird because, like, I kind of felt the way Jenny did at first, but I was excited because, well, first, Garrick shows up. Like, he just yeah. wanders onto the set like some crazy person. <laughs> like, what's going
1: on here? Like, who goes into somebody else's holodeck program without asking? <laughs> that was Really asking shit. for it.
0: I thought it was really funny. Just Garrick just shows up.
1: Just walks in. He's already stroking his butt. Hey, what's going on here?
0: Hello, Hello, Julian. I was curious what you were doing in here. Uh, Garrick, why are your pants around your ankles? I figured it was just going to be one of those parties. (laughs) Sticks his dick in the mashed potatoes. Um, But there were things, not to get ahead of ourselves here, because you're going... Jenny got ahead, so I'm getting ahead. Um, <laughs> there were things about the episode that I really enjoyed, like the music. Yeah. Like if you sit back and you listen to the music and some of the chase scenes and stuff it's like that.
1: Saxophony it's it's like, very much yeah. in
0: the style of the James Bond mm-hmm. films. So I kind of appreciated yeah. that that they yeah. weren't just doing like an homage. they weren't just by like, okay, we're gonna do a James Bond episode. Like they were it was almost like an homage with some of it, which I thought was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: And if you consider, if you compare this against, like, the TNG episodes where Picard goes and does the Dixon Hill stuff, like, it's much better than those.
2: It is. Because those,
1: he acts like he doesn't know what's supposed to happen. Like, he's like, oh, what? I haven't read this story in a while. But, like, Bashir is totally into the scenario, you know?
0: And, like, Brazier's mad because other people are, you know, messing up my fantasy. Like, he's mad because he wants to make he wants to make out with this chick. Like, he wants to make out with this other chick. He wants to do all this hot stuff. Like, he's totally mm-hmm. bought
2: in on the, the fantasy world. He's
1: on the Riker program here. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like, well, he's, he's a loser in real life. He's got to have a holodeck program to make himself feel cool. And, and you again,
0: know. I still wish we would have done the – the the web comic where someone looks in on the holodeck and just sees fucking julian kissing nothing and like humping nothing <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that was a great web comic idea like dude what the fuck is going on in here because it's the web it's the holodeck program and yeah you, like, watching you
1: know, the security feed
0: that would have been the best but anywho um but is yes
1: he, is he getting pegged is that what's happening <laughs>
0: He's sucking somebody else's (laughs) dick.
1: No, it's got to be at least three guys because he's (laughs) stroking two while he's sucking one.
0: Hey, man, who am I to blame? Who am I to fucking judge? I mean, you get it how you can get it. But anyway, so. um...
1: (laughs) And that's when Garrick shows up. Yeah.
2: Oh, hello. Is this a bad time?
0: so uh
1: so so yeah so they're they're doing that he bashir decides to let him stick around because he's already ruined everything with that blonde chick yeah the blonde
0: chick just split
1: yeah yeah so so uh cisco warf and and
0: i love love his his spiel with oh it appears your friend is leaving (laughs) (laughs) i wonder whatever could have sent her away
1: yeah
2: Mm. your lizard kind of face I appreciated that they have laws about holodex and who's like oh you're not allowed in here you broke into my holodeck program that's illegal yeah <laughs> like they actually made laws about this
0: I'm sending you to space jail
2: it's basically just like peeping Tom laws almost yeah.
0: or, I mean Julian you really should have put a sock on the holodeck suite door so I knew you really <laughs> were masturbating
1: you would think Quark would want to limit that kind of stuff because it's bad for business.
2: Yeah, but, right. But it can get kinky. Yeah, yeah, but Garrick's like, he's sneaky, so he probably just broke in. He, yeah. you know, he, he got past Quark.
1: He was hiding in the corner before, Bashir <laughs> even came in there.
2: <laughs> Very possible, yeah. But yeah, and I think it's also cool that it's
0: Garrick because Garrick is a real spy and Julian's pretending to be one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so Garrick and just he's
1: all the ways you know yeah. he's criticizing us. Oh, yeah,
0: he sure. starts breaking stones right away. Whose apartment is this? Like mine? Like you're a spy? I clearly, yeah. I joined the wrong Secret
2: Service. He yeah. said, "Great." <laughs> that was a great line. I'm just a simple tailor now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but then back on the runabout, Dennis. What happens?
1: Yeah. So, most of the main people: Cisco, Wharf, Dax, uh, Kira and O'Brien are coming back from somewhere, and uh, they are sabotaged. Oh, I can't stand it. Warp core (laughs) is about to breach.
0: I know you planned it. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, and they can't even eject the warp core because it's just, it's been sabotaged.
1: Yeah. So Eddington is in ops, and he's trying to beam them out.
0: But if I talk to Eric, you know shit's going to go south.
1: He's yeah, he's a security guy. Even though he's got a yellow shirt, he doesn't know shit about transporters.
0: Yeah, he do not know shit about shit. Yeah.
1: So, so pretty much uh,
2: all the important people that know how to fix shit are on the runabout. Yeah. yeah. But immediately,
1: around. there's no stakes because you know they're not going to all die. <laughs> all right.
2: <laughs> I honestly think that was one of the biggest things that, like, took me out of this episode. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. We know that they're going to get rescued. Like... Yeah. If I thought that they were actually they were actually going to let somebody die I might have been, you know, on the edge of my seat a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Like invested in the episode, but
1: But I don't think they they didn't make us wait to the commercial break or anything, right? Cuz I think Kira shows up pretty much right away in the hollow suite. Yeah. After that. So cuz we know watching it these people are not dead. Yeah. The- and but we figure out pretty quickly what's going to happen. They've they now they're all characters in the Hollow Suite. Yeah, their
0: their uh their likenesses or their whatever terms. Yeah, they
1: use they're them. they're non-player characters in yeah, this whole thing. They're now. NPC, exactly. They're yeah. NPCs
0: <laughs> in this game. Yeah. And I mean, they're sexy NPCs because I mean, you know, they've been doing a good job lately showing off Kira's uh,
1: gazangas. Yeah, all of them look pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Kira's Worf, got some-
1: Worf looked pretty tight in his uh, little tuxedo. And you, he can wore. T- and
0: you can tell Worf really enjoys a cigar. Yeah. Because he was like blowing smoke rings and stuff. Everybody <laughs> in this episode enjoyed cigars. Looking
1: like Bilbo Baggins in yeah.
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, it was cool, man. Like, um, I got Kira's got some big cans.
1: Yeah, I think that was the same dress she was wearing when she had Nog's head when they were trying to treat that guy in the, in the hollow suite because they were kind of doing the same pan up yeah, makes to her body or whatever. I think was the same look. Maybe
0: that's her uh her that's her good side or something. Yeah. I don't know. But she's got some big gazangas.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she hides them in her little yeah. weird weird uniform.
0: And that weird onesie thing they make her wear where she looks like a total her
1: her, her sometimes onesie, yeah. sometimes twosie.
0: Yeah, that weird which we can't really figure out is it like a yeah. is it like a onesie overall With the, thing? the
1: silk <laughs> underwear. Yeah.
0: yeah. We had a really long conversation about this. Oh, and um, according to our poll from last week, what actor would you like to see play uh, Curzon Dax? Sting was 67% of the vote.
1: Oh, wow. That was a late surge in the yeah, voting Sting. then because I looked at it a couple yeah. days ago and it was pretty much tied.
0: Sting. I mean, when you only get 12 votes, yeah. I mean, you know, one can throw things off pretty effectively,
1: <laughs> <good>, right? <laughs> How many votes were
2: I think were there? when I looked at it, it was exactly tied between all three.
0: Twelve. Well, I only put two up. You can only do two on Facebook and then three on Twitter. Oh,
2: then yeah, I saw it on Twitter.
0: Yeah, let me see. I don't know how the Twitter votes went. And and I figured on Twitter, it would have been on, – on Facebook, it would have been weird to do Sting and Malcolm McDowell because they're kind of the same. Yeah, ones.
1: they're basically the same.
0: Yeah. 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 Ooh, on what's it called? That's weird on – What's it called here on the uh, tweeters? It's 33% Sting, 33% Christopher
2: Plummer, and 34% Malcolm McDowell, 18 votes.
1: Okay, yeah, that's what I saw the other day. Yeah, yeah. So
2: it's probably like exactly the same amount. It's like, well, round up. Somebody's got to have 34%. And that was only yeah. one day because
1: I missed. They must have all got six votes.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe Malcolm McDowell wins just because. So, yeah, yeah. so I, I will was...
1: say, though. The Foursquare, I was vindicated.
0: You were. There was a lot of people. There were people who I'm were really.
1: Still, yeah, I'm really liking square. these polls, man. They're yeah. making me look smart.
0: The polls are fun. So we got to <laughs> come up with a poll for this episode. <laughs> but they they've been coming uh, uh, naturally, so it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
1: organic polls.
0: Organic polls, and That's I've so been cool. listening to it entirely too much Dan Levitard lately. So <laughs> yeah. I really I really like Dan Levitard.
1: Yeah. So anywho. So yeah, so everything on the ship basically breaks on the uh, the station. Like even everything except for the hollow suite essentially breaks on the ship. Yeah. It seems like, and uh, they eventually figure out. Yeah, they're appearing into the into the hollow suite. Mm-hmm. And so they tell Bashir, just keep it going because we don't know what will happen if you end the program. It may delete their their transporter patterns, or you know, we don't know what's gonna happen they mm-hmm. can die. So you can't freeze program. You can't exit or anything like that. So that's kind of like the, the tension the whole time is trying not to get anybody killed and trying to keep Garrick from ending the program so he mm-hmm. can leave.
2: Yeah. And of course they find out like pretty early on too, that um, the safety's off as always.
1: Yeah. yeah Cause you he know? starts bleeding when he, when they get in that fight.
2: Yeah.
0: You shot in the neck or in the face or no, he gets punched in the face.
1: Yeah.
2: Scary. Oh no, we can actually get hurt. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Life sucks when we can actually get hurt.
0: Danger.
1: (laughs) So yeah, so Kira's there. She's a Russian spy from the KGB.
2: Her accent's not bad. Not too bad. It's a pretty shitty spy if she just introduces herself as somebody from the KGB. Well, to be
1: fair, she was hiding in his wall bed. So. Yeah. So she was there. To, she they was probably there. knew each other already.
0: She was there to have some hot
2: sex. Yeah. yeah. I'm just here to fuck. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, two of you? All right. Come on, boys. Ready. I am, in, here, coach.
2: I am here to spy your vagina. KGB stands for Kira Gets Boned. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: <can't, it's> <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're done here.
1: <laughs> Soviet Russia, here it gets boned.
0: Wow, uh, that was really great.
1: <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So. Uh, She tells him that there's this Dr. Noah who's going to take over the world.
0: Not Dr. No, Dr. Noah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You can't
1: sue us. You can't sue us.
0: They got the Big Mac.
2: We got the Big Mac. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Our buns don't have sesame seeds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that Samuel L. Jackson's first movie, right?
2: Uh
0: yes, but he plays the guy robbing the store. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he doesn't do the right thing.
0: Yeah. And he looks like he's a hundred years old. He hasn't yeah. aged. He hasn't actually he's aged. He's actually
1: gotten younger.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't aged since Somehow. that day. If you
1: look at him in uh you know fresh good fellas. Like he looks old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: When he played stacks
1: Yeah. Looks looks pretty good now. So yeah, so they gotta find this Dr. Noah and rescue Professor Honeybear. <laughs> Who is Dax? <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Who came up with these names? I don't know. They're just shitty James. I mean, it's
1: yeah, it's, it's James Bond, yeah. <laughs>
2: it's pussy
1: galore, basically. Yes.
2: Okay, yeah. They uh,
1: couldn't use pussy galore for yeah. some reason. <laughs> On network television. Yes.
0: So they did. Mona loves it. What yeah. does she love? This fucking thing. Yeah. My fucking cock. She loves my cock in her mouth. <laughs> I'm Julian Brigier. Right, se- right, right. Have sex with your face. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, now I was As I was watching the episode, I was curious if they picked um, Kira to play the Russian because maybe she did the best accent out of the mm-hmm. two maybe she does a better act a russian accent than the than the other one it's possible you know like i'm sure when they were lining up like i'm sure Cisco was like ooh i want to play the crazy person I oh the- yeah i, I
1: think play- that was the first yeah. casting decision i
0: want to yeah. play the crazy evil bad guy
1: yeah
2: <laughs> whatever role he was going to get he was going to end up being the crazy person anyway even so. if
1: if he was the spy it would have been the same
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I believe Justin uh Minor, one of our Twitter heroes, um said, You guys are gonna love this episode because Brazier is perfect. He is. He is. This is the part he was born to play.
1: He should have played this role in an actual James Bond movie. <laughs>
0: I would love to I would have loved seen this show like become a spinoff where there's just, yeah. you know, Brigitte, the spy and his weird snake friend who go around and solve <laughs> mysteries.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You know, actually, instead of uh, Jonathan Price in that one James Bond movie, they should have had uh, Cisco play that. the mediocre mm-hmm. mogul.
0: That'd have been great.
1: It would have been awesome
0: because he was really—he's really fun. He's super crazy. Yeah,
2: I What's think this? the main problem I've had with it to this point, though, is that like Bashir is kind of like oh. too good at being a spy in a way. Like in real life, he's kind of a dork, and he's not. He's not that cool, like
1: But this is like uh Dungeons and Dragons for them. Yeah. you know, or whatever. You know, they they can get into it and use their imagination. They know, you know, he's read these stories and he knows how it's supposed to go. Like he knows how the story is ending because he says, you know, when they go to the to the lair at the end, either honey bear or the, you know, Kira gets banged right. is gonna die. Yeah. So
2: like I feel like he's done this one before too. Yeah. so maybe that's part yeah. of it. But like, he's, even he's when he seeing
1: who the- he can have sex with along the way.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like a choose your own oh. adventure, but he just gets to just try banging different people every time he plays. Yeah. But like, even at the casino, like he's he just seemed like he was too good at it. Like you know, playing this game or whatever. And that's yeah. the whole. That's the whole point, though. I like,
1: wonder how much of that is actually the the player, or how much of it is the hollow deck or the hollow suite like actually it's skewed
2: in their favor. Yeah, yeah. Like it's
1: dealing you the cars that is going to make you win. That like makes you know, sense. you're supposed to win, but it's dealing you what you need to win.
2: And I mean, right. like
0: Julian's paying for, I mean, because I imagine like there's credits involved cause it's the hollow suite. It's quarks. Yeah. Like, so he's paying to use this equipment. This is what he does in his free time. So, why would he pay to go there to lose? Yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's I like mean, you, it's,
1: wouldn't, you wouldn't you would go to Hollow Suite to get shot down.
0: You yeah. know. You, yeah, you <laughs> would to the to score, baby. Yeah. You could just go hang out at Quarks if you want <laughs> to really get shot down. Yeah,
1: try to holler at Dabo girls all yeah. night if you want to get shot down.
0: Yeah, if you want to actually like win the game and get the chick and be a stud, like you go to the Hollow Suite because you. I imagine you kind of write it as you go along, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Like in this one, I want to. Stick my ding-ding and all the bang pings and then I want to I I win all the games, and I want to do all the cool stuff.
1: Well, it does seem like they pretty much program the entire story before they even go in. Yeah. Because you know, like, a lot of them are ripped out of actual literature from the past, like the Sherlock Holmes stuff or whatever. So it's like, of course, you're going to be perfect at Sherlock Holmes. You already read this story. Yeah. Idiot. Right.
0: Yeah, and a lot of them are. Yeah, per, yeah Dennis, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> I couldn't have come up with a better way to say it myself, idiot. <laughs> I'm like Dwight Schrute,
2: idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was kind of just putting him on the same page as like um, Barclay or something where I expect him to be like kind of a dork in the holodeck also. You know, like I kind of...
1: But Barclay was great in his hol- in yeah. little holodeck uh, Yeah, episodes.
2: but he was he like you could tell that he was trying real, real hard to like put everybody into his own little fantasy world. And you like, yeah. he made himself the Mary Sue of his holodeck program. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think I expected more of that from Bashir also. Um, but he was just kind of like, he, he, he just fell into like the he role a little more. And, yeah. But I mean, it, like what you're saying makes sense. It just, at the time that I was watching it, I was like, you need that fucking cool. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hating on him yeah
0: that's the whole thing though i mean like even in brazier's ones he was too cool fucking remember that episode where he was sword fight he was sword fighting the the fucking the three of them uh the three of the three musketeers and beat them all barkley yeah Yeah. when barkley was kicking their ass
2: yeah but even then he's like over the top just dorky i mean like he's yeah he's winning and stuff but you can tell that he's just being a giant dork about it too so yeah, I think, I yeah, think Yeah, like
1: Bashir's done. bad guys are—they seem more capable than the bad yeah. guys in Barclays one. Barclays one were a bunch like of buffoons. Barclays
2: had the difficulty turned way down low. Yeah, yeah. get <laughs> it on beginner mode. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. Get, you gotta—you kind of want some challenge. I would yeah. think. I would words, love to
1: see. Why off. don't we ever see Riker's holodeck because programs? Because those are dirty. You know the safety protocols are off.
0: Yeah the the STD protocols are clearly <laughs>
1: off. <now>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you have hollow herpes. No, again,
0: gosh, Riker.
1: They only come out when you're in the hollows. They told time, you so. to
0: wipe this fucking console down.
1: Sorry.
2: <laughs> like, why would you program STDs in? <laughs> It's part of the danger. Gotta roll makes,
0: the dice. It makes it sexy for me. I don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be consequences, Jenny. It gotta be.
1: Which one has space age? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'll <don't know. laughs> oh, fuck them all. <laughs> I do. Raw dog. Riker style.
0: Yeah. So they're, do- they're doing their thing and they're having a good time. And then all of a sudden, uh, Mrs. Mona's gotta have it or whatever the fuck her name is comes in and she's dead she got stabbed in the back yo and then a bunch of assassins show up and their leader what is his Smiley. name miley or whatever
1: <laughs> yeah snake snake yeah
0: and he's doing kind of a snake plinskin thing from uh escape from new york he's got that kind of vibe going on with the eye patch and stuff it's miles o'brien
1: yeah he's snake with a perm
0: yeah <laughs> yeah He's like the uncool version.
1: I would like to see Kurt Russell with a perm.
0: Awesome. <laughs> somewhere Kurt Russell, just, somewhere, wherever he is, he just went, nah, dude.
1: Escape from St. Louis.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Let's Photoshop that after the show. <laughs>
0: Escape from perm.
2: <laughs> Escape from the salon. Yeah. Escape, escape from the from Vidal,
0: Escape from the humidity because it's bad
1: for my curls, <laughs> baby, baby. Just hairspray it.
0: Oh God, this is so bad for my hair.
1: I'm sorry, Mr. President. Your daughter's gonna stay there.
0: <laughs> I can't help you. It's bad. It's bad for my Jerry curl. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up and they they beat him up, but they don't kill him because uh, fucking Natasha wants to shoot him and. And uh, is like, no, don't do it. Yeah. And then they start t- talking Star Trek gobbledygook. And true to form, the Russian chick is like, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here?
1: You silly American.
0: You silly American boy. Let's have six. I'm sure they did. Yeah, I'm sure they all fucked her.
1: Course, because he knows they're not going to be able to remember anything that happens in the hollow suite. And I thought it was cool between me and you, Garrick, when she shows up. (laughs) See how good you are to keeping a secret.
0: I I also appreciated the fact that when she did show up, Garrick starts making fun of him like, Oh, okay, I see how your fantasies are, you sick (laughs) maniac. Right? (laughs) Mm, Kieran Reese ain't wearing no clothes, baby. Yeah, you a pervert. I am not. You I mean,
2: do that anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be a great spy to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a pervert. Come on, Julian.
2: Pretty sure Garrick watches them in the holodeck. Oh,
1: yeah. I oh, mean,
2: yeah. he watches all of them. That's part of being a spy.
0: That's the cool one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Gotta know how they have sex.
0: Yeah. He's spying on people having sex in the hall of sweet.
2: That's what kind of spy he is. I'm going to go join the CIA like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah.
1: What do you think the NSA wants to get all of our web traffic for? Can't you know, see me. <laughs>
2: can't see me.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so. We have uh, sensors everywhere, sensors in your butt.
2: I actually got a spam email like about a week ago or so that supposedly was from like a Russian hacker that, that like it uh, grabbed my camera and like turned my camera on and watched me masturbate while I was looking at porn and it was like it was all this like kind of threatening stuff like oh we you have really weird tastes if you don't want if you don't want anybody to know about your adult porn sites that you visit you send us 480 American dollars <laughs> and I was like no, I'm That's fine. That's totally with a it.
1: Black Mirror episode.
2: Like, wow. can you can you just send me the video because I want to watch it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what day was that? That I was I, that was I was busy that day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it wasn't.
1: It wasn't the me. I should be charging you, baby, to watch me masturbate.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's
1: weird. There tri- is there is a Black Mirror me- episode pretty much about that though.
2: I'm sure there is. Technology. I haven't watched all those yet. They're they're a little too dark. A little too heavy sometimes. Oh, too- then
1: don't watch that one, because that one's pretty dark.
2: <laughs> too-
1: I mean, it's about people getting caught masturbating, so
2: <laughs> I mean so there's a
0: plus side. Yeah. I don't understand though. Like what's the what's the big deal?
1: Well, the hacker, like Jenny says, a hacker blackmails them into doing things.
0: But I mean, everybody masturbates in front of the computer. Like what's the But problem? what do they
1: masturbate to? I mean, mm. If you're watching kitty porn and masturbating, well, yeah, but maybe you don't want that to get out. Yeah,
0: but that's something that you deserve to be punished for. And I'm totally exactly. okay with that. But like if yeah. I'm, you know, well, you're not going to shock me at this point. I mean, like if somebody came out and was like, oh my God, Dennis was watching two guys bang a chick. I'd be like, yeah, okay, what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean,
1: that's standard fare now. Yeah.
0: yeah, so it's like, you know, I don't understand. Dennis was watching... Four black guys bang some poor white woman. Like, yeah, what's the big deal? Like again, what's the issue here? That camera? sounds
2: like an appetizer. Yeah, like you would <laughs> have you been watching my porn?
0: It would have to be something really, really weird, you know. Yeah. At this point, I mean, who am I to judge? <laughs> you
1: know.
0: So I don't know. That that seems like a shitty Black Mirror episode.
1: But uh, I mean, to be fair, it was kitty porn, and so okay, well then, like yeah. they didn't want that to get out.
0: Yeah, but but the, I have no sympathy for you, and I would like that to get out. So exactly, you're a dickhead. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually rooting for the people to get you in trouble in that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that right. would be a really short Black Mirror episode. Hey, you are watching gay porn. Like, okay, like what's? Yeah. The, like,
1: I'm gay.
2: Yeah. I'm <laughs> watching <laughs> it right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what's the problem? <laughs> but don't we're gonna tell your friends. All right. Yeah, like they my probably friends watch
1: are it gay sometimes. too. <laughs> they probably
0: watch it sometimes too. Yeah. Right? We
1: watch it together often. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> we actually made one of these. Like, I don't yeah. think it's a big
1: deal. I like watching myself.
0: We were just watching our work. I don't understand. We were critiquing ourselves.
1: Yeah. I'm in an edit studio right yeah. now. What are course, you fucking?
0: Do? I mean, and we're not even watching the sex part. We're we're trying to get our acting chops better. So.
1: Can't you tell? I live in Van Nuys, California. What do you think I'm doing here? <laughs> I'm an editor for a porn production studio.
0: So. All right. So. Uh, so yeah. So they
1: go to the the casino because they need an inn to meet Dr. Noah. And nah, Worf's nah, nah. Now, Dr. character, no. Dr. Dr. No, uh, no, uh, that uh
0: is important. that's right.
1: Cause juvenile is telling him <laughs> Dr. Noah <laughs> area of blackness, uh, Dr. Noah. <laughs> so yeah, so they go there and he wins all the money. So Five they million can. Frank's yeah. Five million Frank Stallones.
0: Yep. Frank Stallone, and then Warf is Worf is doing a good. Warf looks really nice in a white tuxedo jacket, by the way. Yeah. And he's really digging he's, that cigar.
1: He's really great at the cigar, too, because somehow he didn't suck in any of the uh, the poison gas, but he was able to spit it out through the cigar <laughs> somehow.
0: Well, you know when you have skills, yeah. He's, <laughs> Maybe. I bet can, he can tie a cherry stem into a knot. Yeah,
1: he can suck the chrome off of a trailer hitch. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Helps to have two tongues.
2: Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah. Uh,
0: they wake up and then they're in the the Leia
1: in uh on mount everest the lair of dr no
0: uh then i guess before we get to that point we see what they're trying to do back on the station where like um
1: yeah but none think, of that's interesting
2: yeah but i think the, it's the like one, the, all right, it's totally
1: just there so we remember that oh yeah don't there, forget, that's what the problem is supposed to be the
2: one, everybody could die the
1: yeah. one
0: interesting point of it is when they actually open up the holodeck suite like but they crack open the console Yeah, and the paneling just,
1: on the wall yeah. and it's all
0: jerry rigged and there's yeah. like a spatula in there. That was the, that was a fun part of the episode.
1: Yeah. Cause Rom is, and, but it's a testament to Rom's engineering genius as well. And
0: it's, it's a testament to Quark's cheapness, his thrifty yeah. side. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I thought that, I thought that part, the only reason why I brought it up is cause I thought that part was cute. Cause there was, they this, really
1: like, I don't know if they do it or not, but they really should recruit Rom to, help out with engineering stuff on the space station after seeing this
0: yeah maybe they do i don't know he's a pretty he's a pretty smart guy
1: He's pretty resourceful
0: yeah he hasn't but i mean so was his son that's why his son went and joined starfleet you know but yeah i just i just like the jerry-rigged um holodeck program i thought it was cute i thought it was fun yeah let's let's continue
1: (laughs) you thought they were in danger before Just wait now because all
0: this (laughs) none of this stuff is compatible and they gotta figure out a way to make it work. Will they be able to? I'm sure they will. (laughs) And I'm sure it'll happen in the nick of time. Yeah, in the next
1: ten minutes.
0: (laughs) Because that's how much time we got left. So let's get it on.
1: Yep. So yeah, so Dr. Noah shows up and it's Cisco. Of
2: course it is.
1: his plan (laughs) and he's got his big red button to execute the final stage of his master plan
0: and he's got his his cigar and he's in total crazy mode yeah smiling when he ain't supposed to be smiling and saying stuff when he ain't supposed to be saying stuff and and weirdly giggling when he probably ain't supposed to be weirdly (laughs) giggling this whole
2: plan was just a just way appropriately complex and ridiculous just like a james bond yeah be like he's like part thanos part uh like john galt <laughs> yeah it's wonderful
1: yeah you
0: know like, want to
1: make all volcanoes erupt and it's going <laughs> I, to flood the planet uh,
0: i love how we said. i love how he kept saying laser because it sounded like uh, yeah. a guy would say laser in the 1960s
1: yeah
0: the one part I did have with his speech was when he mentioned termites, and if a house has termites, we must destroy it. The termites. I would have liked if he would have said like vermin, like a different word. Like termites. Yeah. Termites wasn't threatening enough for me.
1: Yeah, that was bad writing on whoever wrote this. Yeah,
0: that was bad writing. Faking Fleming. I want to say that was like Don Ronald D Moore, but who am I to say? Because I mean, he's written, well. So-
1: no, no, no. I mean the Hollow author. Yeah. Whoever wrote the Hollow Yeah, not good. Not the Star Uh, Trek episode author.
0: Vermin would have been a better word there. Vermin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, because termites is not threatening enough.
1: Yeah. Vermin is definitely when you go to bad guy school. Yeah. That's something they teach you. You have to refer to people as vermin or things as vermin.
0: Yeah. Not termites.
1: I mean, who really? Nobody really thinks about termites on yeah, a daily basis.
0: Yeah, and like if if I have termites, I'll just call the Orkin Man or whatever. He'll come up yeah, and exactly. take care of it. Like It's, it's not, a pretty we don't simple have to, solution. Yeah, we don't have to fucking burn down the whole house, Cisco, you weirdo. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, vermin? Mm.
0: Yeah, vermin sounds like something's going on. Like we Stuck. may have to, you know. But, I mean, the Orkin Man comes out, spray here, spray there. Okay, great. Replace the yeah. wood and everything.
2: Infestation, rats, there's cockroaches. There's like everything. Everything is infested this place. yeah.
1: yeah. Is basically Ben too with Michael Jackson.
2: That's your third shade of Ben. It was like, damn, he's not even here. (laughs) Fuck.
1: No, No, the rats. Ben.
2: Yeah, Ben. (laughs) He
0: lost me for a second there, but then I was like, Oh yeah, Ben. Yeah. You got too black on that one for me, Dennis.
1: Sorry, sorry. Too black. I was thinking back to Bay the (laughs) A-Tracks.
0: It's okay. Don't let it happen again.
1: <laughs> All right. Are we going to put this on the poll? God damn it. Was that do, you, too, do anybody, do people remember what Ben is?
0: Is that too black for Bob? Yeah,
1: is I that mean, too I black? remember
2: what it is. It's just that, you know, when it's we have somebody reference. on the show named Ben, yeah. that, that, my mind's going to go to that first. Yeah. <laughs> that mm-hmm. happened,
0: that happened to me today at the doctor's office. Sophie uh, had, has pink eyes. So, I had to take her to the doctor to get some stuff for it. Mm. And, Like the nurses at my doctor's office, the people that work there, they change their, they don't wear like nurses uniforms anymore. Now they just wear jeans and like zip ups and like with a t-shirt that says the name of the the pediatrics office on it, which I thought was kind of weird. So like I was sitting there hanging out and there was another kid running around and some lady came out and said, Sophie. And I went, oh, that's your name. That's your name, Sophie. Weird. And the nurse looked at me like I was fucking moronic. She's like, No, I want your daughter. And I was like, Oh, you're dressed like a normal person. I thought you were just a mom chasing your kid around the office. <laughs> but totally,
1: yeah, they should be wearing scrubs.
0: Yeah, it totally threw me off because she had jeans on and like a zip up. I thought that was just somebody's mom. Is it Call,
1: Casual Tuesdays?
0: Calling for Sophie. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Put on a sh- schmock, you medical professional.
1: I don't want to tell you how to raise your kids, but you got to find a different doctor's office. No, it's
0: a really great doctor's office. This was <laughs> this is a recent occurrence. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is the that, first time. That just
1: means they're laxing standards.
0: I guess, mm. but the doctor might be time
1: to shop around.
0: I don't know. Maybe I will. It's very convenient. That shit
1: doesn't fly at CHKD. I
0: don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, I like where we go, and the waiting room looks like an IKEA, so it's kind of nice.
2: It's tough to find a good doctor. I, yeah. I would say stay.
0: Yeah, I'm going to stay. We've been there. It's the the only doctor my kids have known. So I'm not going to leave now just because they started wearing jeans. I might ask them like, hey, why don't we put on some fucking... That's something
1: Dr. Noah would do. Yeah. I do not like them wearing jeans. (laughs) (laughs) I must burn down the house. (laughs) All hospitals must be destroyed. I
0: don't like the termites wearing jeans.
1: Termites. (laughs)
0: You catch my drift, I guess. When
1: you start letting the termites wear jeans, <laughs> everything goes to hell in a handbasket.
0: But I'm going to tell you what, though. Everybody's smoking cigars in this episode because Kira's smoking one and Cisco's smoking one, and everybody's just puffing away on these cigars. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we see nerdy, um, nerdy Dax. Who's this? She's, she's working with him, and they're doing their little thing over there, and they're going to shoot fucking lasers into the which is so Austin Powers, shitty James Bond. Like, I
1: couldn't tell, though, like, is she – was she in love with Dr. Noah or –
0: Mind-controlled or she had – maybe she was abused mentally. Not- uh, own, yeah. did, they, did they smooch?
1: I thought they I smooched.
0: Uh, did Brazier and her smooch? Yes, Bragier and her. They, t- they
1: smooch. but I thought Dr. Noah and her gave, like, a little quick smooch.
0: No, I think he was just holding her hand. I don't think they kissed because I think uh, Dr. Noah, that's also his – Stands on sex before marriage. He's a Noah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he believes in abstinence, and that's what he's trying to prove here. He's yeah, like, he's, hey,
1: he's a man of God.
0: We can save the world with abstinence.
1: <laughs> that's why he's trying to make a flood because yeah. he's Noah. Yeah, a flood, of, a flood of lava. Yeah.
0: But yeah, he be, he believes in an, a world of abstinence, so. His world's not going to get very far. That's what they have to like. We're, look, we're going to have to have sex in order to rebuild. a ladies. world
1: of abstinence until everybody's dead and it's just him <laughs> and all these ladies. That's, that's you didn't I, see no kids running around, did you?
0: That was my plan all along.
1: <laughs> gonna get my dick wet with all the hoes. <laughs> now we all have herpes. When I'm the only man left, they'll be begging for the (laughs) D. Dildos are illegal. (laughs) Only my pee.
2: Is scissoring illegal in this place? Illegal.
1: (laughs) It's all illegal. No. No clam bumping. (laughs)
0: so but we get to the end and then they tie him to the laser and typical james bond style and garrick's mad because he's gonna die he just wants to leave and he's telling julian like look man just end the damn program so you can get out of here like what do you want from me we can't die and julian refuses to do it and he seduces um the geologist in the honey worst bear. possible honey bear in the worst possible way. He's just like, hey, yeah. Look, she must be super easy. Yeah. You look really nice today. She's like, thanks. Yeah. Why don't you take off your glasses so we can smooch, baby?
1: I don't understand how
0: he got the key from her. Like, that's the thing I didn't get. Like I she just gave, just gave it to him. him. Oh she, she just
1: gave it to him. She just oh,
0: gave okay. it to him?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. I thought he reached in her pocket when she yeah. kiss him. I felt like yeah I don't
0: understand. I, I missed that. I must have missed that part but then he got the key and they escaped and then he's just yelling at him the whole time about fucking you're not a real spy you're being a real dick sometimes you got to make sacrifices and kill people and yeah I'm gonna end so he shot him in the neck shoots him in the neck with that little Behringer yeah. <laughs> And I think this really turns Garrick on. He's like, oh, my God, I've never been so hard.
1: Yeah, they don't film below his waist after this. Because yeah, mm-hmm. he's got a huge boner. Yeah. I mean, now like, on,
2: he always turns the safety off when he yeah. uses the collar
0: He's got a giant fucking boner right now. He's like, this is the hottest shit ever. My dick is so hard.
1: My lizard dick is fucking hard as shit. Oh, my God. I'm going to go. And I have it. a cloaca. I'm Somehow go, I have a boner.
0: I'm gonna go down on you like a fucking train circus seal.
1: <laughs> that would have been awesome. I'd just start sucking Julian <laughs> off. Uh. Well, I guess we do have a little bit of time.
0: Besides, you seem so tense with all this drama, Julian. Let me suck you uh, off like a. Let me suck you off like a circus
1: seal. That's my favorite part of Top Secret. <laughs> The bull starts banging the fake cow. (laughs) The guy's like, we got to go. He's like, why are you always in such a bloody hurry? (laughs) Mm. Uh. He's
2: in the movie forever. Top Secret's
1: good. That part always makes me laugh.
2: Val Kilmer's
0: a genius, man. Like, I don't know what happened to Val Kilmer, but at one point he was was very versatile, very good. Batman. (laughs) I don't even think his Batman was that bad. Like, it's not great. It wasn't. But oh,
2: there's no George you
0: know,
1: Clooney like,
2: Batman. That's for sure.
1: There were a lot of expectations for the Saint, and it just yeah. wasn't. It wasn't that good. And yeah. that movie, honestly, the thing that took me out of it was Elizabeth Shue. Her eyebrows were shaved, like all the way <laughs> really? to like the middle of her eye, and I kept looking at it, like it was distracting me every time her face was on the screen. I was like, "Why is why are her eyebrows shaved like that? It looks so really weird. yeah." Now I got to go back and watch that. Well, it'll ruin the movie for you. So, <laughs> all
0: right. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, the Saint was supposed to be his big thing, and it just didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't. It wasn't that great.
0: It wasn't straight garbage. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Once Mission Impossible came out, it was like, well, Mission Impossible is much better than the Saint.
0: Yeah. But I always like the Saint. I, the TV shows is, is good with Roger Moore. But it's like, how many of those spy things can you have? Yeah. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You got Bond, you got the man from uncle, you got the because these were all. I mean, like, the saying was a TV show, man from uncle was a TV show. There was a lot of spy. Well, TV
1: back in those things. days, every yeah. there was a lot of intrigue between yeah, the Russian, the
2: now
0: know, the it's Soviets just like how many spy States. things can you really have?
2: The last, did you guys see um, Atomic Blonde? Hackers. I have not seen that yet. That movie was good. I heard it was basically just uh, female James Bond, which yeah. I'm in. It's like it's but it's like nineteen eighties
0: like cyberpunk James Bond with cocaine.
2: I mean I wanna see it, it just I haven't c- kind of gotten to it yet. I think I've got like a free rental from Redbox or something. I'll probably cash in on that. I
0: watch it. I I really enjoyed it. Like the violence is very much, I guess, in that John Wick style, like, kind of brutal to watch. Like, no one really wins these fights <laughs> if you catch my drift. Like, right, it's just people getting their ass kicked. And, I mean, Charlize Theron's pretty enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about Charlize Theron, but I like Charlize She's, bad. she's a badass. And she's making out with chicks and stuff, which is kind of cool.
1: To be honest, like, when that movie uh, Lucy came out, that's what I thought it was supposed to be. yeah. That movie was
0: terrible. But that was with Jennifer Lawrence, right?
1: No, that was Scarlett Johansson.
2: The what? new one is like Sparrow or something. with
1: Red uh, Sparrow, yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's with okay. Jennifer, that's what Jennifer I Lucy, really-
1: Lucy came out like three years ago or something. Okay. We went to go All see right. it and it was just... Okay. Like, that's, probably, that's probably what killed the Black Widow movie. To be honest okay. with you. Okay. All right. Really? <laughs> it was bad.
0: Yeah, but I think she'll get a little more pull from it being a Marvel thing. Um, I don't really get, I'm going to tell you, like, I know this, I don't get Jennifer Lawrence. Like, I don't.
1: Not me either. It must I be like a, an Instagram thing or
0: something. I don't. I mean, like, I think she's kind of funny, but mm-hmm. like, as an actress who can carry a film, it's like, nah, I don't see it. She's kind of dull.
2: I couldn't she's see She's great
1: her in now. supporting roles. Like, she was in, uh, oh, man, what was that one where Christian Bale played, like, a overweight guy, and Bradley Cooper had the curly hair? Yeah, yeah, American Hustle, I think. Yeah, yeah, like. she was good in that one, but she wasn't a main character in it. What were you gonna say, Jenny?
2: Oh, I, in that kind of role, I just I'm not really buying her as you know the, the super sexy spy. Like she kind of has like a baby face almost to me. Like she looks a little bit too like youngish and kind of like she's just not tough enough looking for that type of role. You know, like the girl next door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see that. Um, and I I do like her as like kind of more lighthearted, funnier roles. So
1: yeah. I don't Whereas think like, she doesn't have, like, a wide range of emotions in her face, you know?
2: Yeah. She oh.
0: is a little too baby face. I get that. Whereas, like, when you see Charlize Theron, you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Can, I totally buy her just kicking people's asses all over the place because she looks like a badass. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I love Charlize Theron. Like, she's really great.
1: I wonder if a lot of the Jennifer Lawrence love comes from The Hunger Games because all the tweens – you know, read those books, and then they they like the movies, even though the movies aren't that good. Maybe I don't know.
0: I haven't seen the books. I haven't seen. The, I haven't read the books. I haven't seen the movies. I don't, I don't
2: know. They are all right. I mean, I I've seen most of the movies. I forgot around to watch in the end. <laughs> They're all right. I mean, it was fun. Like just
1: the first one's not bad, but then the second one's basically the first one again, but this time with
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know.
0: The first one's basically the second one again. Yeah, this, I think this, I watched this, like yeah.
2: the first half of the last, like the last one was like a two part or something, and I think I watched the first half, but then they pulled them off of Netflix or something like that, and I was like, well, I don't care enough to go chase it down. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it not one, a I'm I'm
1: Honestly, and the second one, besides the fact that it is the first one all over again, the thing that pissed me off the most about it is at the very end they throw up the little emblem like the Mockingbird mm-hmm. Emblem or whatever, and that's how they end the movie. I was like, that is so fucking corny.
0: Isn't there three of them though?
1: I think there's four, right? There's four yeah, like, so
2: movies? I think, I think the, last, the last story is basically like two parts.
1: Yeah. Oh, they tried to pull that shit? Yeah. yeah. Like they did with the Twilight, with the yeah, ain't nobody The last movie is two movies fun. on
0: Ain't nobody giving a fuck. Come I on. mean, I still it's still not as
1: ballsy him. as uh, Peter Jackson making The Hobbit one book into three movies. Yeah, but <laughs> <that's> at <what laughs>
0: yeah. at least you know what the. But the thing about that, though, at least you know The Hobbit has like a following, like. Where I mean, you've got this book has been out for seventy years. I mean, people spent like two billion dollars seeing the Lord of the Rings movie. Like some of those people will come back for these Hobbit movies. But I, I mean, came like, back yeah. for the
2: first two, and then I was like, I'm I can't be fucking bothered for this last one. I just <laughs> I don't care anymore. Like I don't even like, know how they made that book three films.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I mean they just added yeah. like more fighting. You know, the I think fight, the, the fights were like in the in the books. The fights were. Let's say, you know, five pages. Mm -hmm. But in the movie, it's like two two hours hours, of fighting.
0: (laughs) It's like Black Hawk
1: down with fucking midgets. Yeah. Yeah, There's no way the barrel scene where they're going down the river was that long in the book. The barrel scene in the book? It lasted like 10 minutes in the movie. Really?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Because the barrel scene. The studio got greedy on that when they like, oh, fuck it. Let's just make three movies. Why not?
0: The barrel scene in the book was really fun. It's a good book. Yeah, the book's great. All right, interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. uh, speak- so,
1: anyways, Bashir yeah. blows up the world.
0: Oh shit, son! He just and he, and the cool part is he does it doing um... Garrick's speech to him in the uh, in the fucking yeah. cavern about not. Being Sometimes up. you have to sacrifice
1: Sometimes. to win. Blah blah blah.
0: Listen to me, talk all British. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know what I'm talking about because I'm British. Yeah. And I said so.
1: And honestly, that's probably the only way that everybody could have not died in the scenario. Because yeah. if it played out the way it's supposed to play out, then he's right. Like one of the two women are gonna die. Yeah. Because that's the way mm-hmm. the hollow suite is expecting it to play out.
0: He does some kind of
1: flips the script by blowing up the world.
0: He does mm-hmm. some quality, uh some quality bullshit in here. He just starts talking and they're just like all right, just keep talking because he had two minutes because Eddington's like, you got two minutes, bro. And he just kind of fucking yammers on for two minutes where if Cisco was a real crazy bad guy, he just shot his ass. Bang! Over. But he just kind of lets him go.
1: But all those megalomaniacs, though, they're like, oh, am I really turning this guy to my side? Am I getting him to listen to me? (laughs) Yes, he would be a great asset
0: to the dark side but he doesn't want him around because he's going to try to fuck some chicks and that's going to be... Yeah,
1: so that's why he him. decides to shoot him anyway.
0: I'm going to shoot you because all this is my boon cake <laughs> My homies cannot have none. <laughs> and then he shoots him. But before he can shoot him, he disappears. <laughs> and that's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny, you seem to be the one who doesn't like this episode, so see if you can convince me, because I...
2: Okay. Like, I didn't dislike it. I didn't dislike it. Once I got to where Avery Brooks came in, like, it got drastically better for me. <laughs> because he's just a maniac. And <laughs> it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the but little
1: like, laugh, the little...
2: Huh. Yeah. I mean, oh. just everything he was doing was just fucking extra like i mean yeah. <laughs> he was just he's a maniac and it was great um but i just felt like there was no consequences to any of this which like is true i knew that nobody's gonna get hurt nobody's gonna die and even the solution that they that he came up with which was to just let the whole fake holodeck world burn and save everybody in the the building
0: very fight club
2: yeah, like again it it didn't it just kind of felt like the rest of it was kind of for nothing if he was in the building the entire time anyway, like okay, you know there was there was no consequence to it if he let the the world get blown up who who cares like they're just holodeck people anyway, you know, so I don't know it just it didn't it didn't feel like there was anything like at stake making them actually solve the problem it was just so much like or so much as like just writing it out until the until they figured out a way to save everyone you know
0: yeah but i think they did a good job with that like mentioning that anyway during the the episode like hey you can't leave here you can't end the program you can't hurt yeah. anybody because so this that was the stakes the stakes were not getting killed or killing anyone else right. and, and in a spy novel or movie, that's pretty difficult to do. Yeah,
1: hey, that's yeah. that's what makes it even more impressive that Bashir is able to like, he knows the story and he's like still playing the game, but he's also realizing, hey, the ultimate objective is just make this last as long as possible so that yeah. the guys on the outside have more time to, to come up with a solution, whereas Garrick is just like, man, get me the fuck out of here. I'm gonna kill all these motherfuckers. Yeah.
2: I think you guys may have actually convinced me a little bit <laughs> that it was better than I... <laughs> Maybe I'll give it another chance at some point, you know, now that I've kind of put some perspective on it. I just, like, as I was watching it, I was just like, I don't fucking care. Like, I just, I really don't care. And like I said, it it was just, it felt like a TNG episode. Like, it was a good TNG episode. It was a good TNG holodeck episode, but it was just not, it was not DS9 for me.
1: One thing I did like about it, um, as opposed to the TNG holodeck episodes, is a lot of times in those TNG ones, the characters you know the real people who come in as characters or whatever they are always over the top yeah you know yeah Mm -hmm. but in this one like everybody except for uh cisco were pretty mellow you know
0: right well to be fair they're
1: pretty pretty average characters for themselves they weren't trying to overplay the roles that they were given for dennis but cisco had to be and it was great that he was Mm. Miles O'Brien had
0: on an eye patch, bro. Like, that's pretty over the top. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't like leaning into his, his yeah. Irish saying. accent. Know. And, you know.
0: See, now this, this is interesting, Jenny, because this is the second time recently that you've mentioned this was the TNG episode, because I think you said the same thing with mice and men or little green men or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so it, it appears to me that your bar now for Trek is much higher. With Deep Space Nine,
2: absolutely. Okay, yeah.
0: all right. That's and one I, thing I've noticed.
2: I think one of the things is that, like in DS Nine, I feel like all of the episodes, even if it's just kind of a filler episode, it kind of fits into the um, the overarching storyline. Mm-hmm. And this one, and and I think, to as I recall, to a lesser extent, the other episode, like it just kind of it didn't really matter in the the grand scheme of things. And I like how they usually tie something in now like i don't know if next season they might just make a random call back to this episode or something and maybe they do tie it in and they did a great job of tricking me and that's you know <laughs> that remains to be seen i guess yeah but um because they they are pretty good about that they'll be like oh you remember that one little thing that happened like in the first season we're gonna bring that back and then now that's a plot point you well, know? they
0: hint at it at the end of this episode that this isn't going to be the last time we see the spy, Julian Bashir running around. Okay. Because Garrick says to him, like, oh, maybe we'll have our lunch at your office in Hong Kong or whatever. And,
2: right, right. You know,
0: and hopefully this isn't the last we've seen of... Marcy Brickhouse. Yeah, Marcy Brickhouse. <laughs> you
2: know? And I'm not totally, like, against it. Like, like if I just saw the episode synopsis written down, like... You know, Julian Bashir is going to be like a James Bond character in the holodeck, and he has to try to save all of his friends. Like on paper, that sounds amazing. Like that sounds like a lot of things that I would like, especially that he's trapped in there with Garrick. Like you know, there's going to be some yeah. some hot Cardassian loving at some point. Yeah, there's
0: going to be some sexual tension,
2: <laughs> right? So I mean, like I was, I kind of looked at it like, okay, this could be pretty good, and then I was just kind of like, oh, it's all right. <laughs> And I think because I was just all just kind of okay with it. it, It's not as good to me. Like I'm just kind of expecting it to be a little bit better. And I I say all this, like sounding very negative, but I still basically enjoyed the episode. Like I didn't hate it. You know, it's kind of just an episode for me. Okay. So what do you
0: give it then? What's your score?
2: Five. All
0: right. Dennis, what do you say, buddy?
1: I think, um, when I'm, Discovering about DS9 is whenever they do one of these silly episodes that's like, you know, warp accident or transporter accident or holodeck accident or whatever, you know, in TNG, they would do that and they would be back to back, you know, these type of silly episodes. And you have to wait. You don't know if the next week something good is going to come or not. But DS9 is pretty much having these as little buffers in between the great episodes. Mm -hmm. So like after Little Green Men, we had the one with the Klingons. now after this one, the next one is Homefront, which I I hear is a really great episode. So, like, my excitement level goes up because I'm like, oh, this is a goofy one. That means a really good one is coming up soon. (laughs) So it, like, enhances this episode for me because I know that they're going to deliver on something that's actually a really good, you know, science fiction episode.
2: I think that's why, like, my standard is a little bit higher because, like, I know that the good episodes are coming up. So it's like... In comparison, this one isn't bad. Like it's it's average, but it's yeah. just not like I know that there's better ones out there that I'm waiting for. So yeah. kinda it kind of skews
1: Yeah. How I, I think feel in like it. modern TV production, there's a lot of, you know, if it's a good show, then every episode has to be good. Yeah. There's not there's hardly a show out there that has a few good episodes a season and everything right. else is garbage.
2: Well, but, uh, back I mean, in
1: the nineties, well, you know, the way that they had to do they were more about meeting people the number of episodes rather yeah. than the quality of episodes yeah, this like, is
2: still when they did 22 23 episodes yeah. a season or yeah. something so and like now, we have
1: you know a 10 million dollar budget for the whole season yeah. or whatever here are the episodes we're going to spend it on and the rest of them we just have to make do with bottle episodes for yeah. whatever right you know, they right. get started with turbo lift
0: whereas now you're doing you know what 16 episodes a season so yeah, or 10 or 8 yeah. or
1: whatever yeah. you know
0: and if you're a british show god you can get away with four you know, right but like you know uh, so yeah so you can do a lot less like 15 episodes was discovery that's it 15
1: exactly exactly you know? and th- they were all great
0: yeah so take out like the you so know so you
1: add in 7 or uh 8 additional episodes that are just you know stuck just in the to fucking stuck it out yeah stuck it, in sick bay
0: and think about the one episode that came out where um of discovery where um mud had that time loop Mm -hmm. yeah people were like oh what is this uh like there was just something like why are we doing this it's like dude it's a star trek episode like it's you know this that felt like a star trek episode to me Mm -hmm. but there were some people that online and on the tweeters and stuff were not jazzed about that episode at all because it it, it didn't have anything to do with the storyline so it's kind of like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't doesn't
1: it though
0: yeah like Mm. fandom is so toxic mud's revenge yeah You know, but so, so Jenny, you said a five. Mm -hmm. All right, Dennis, what did you say, buddy?
1: I say a 6.5. I like it. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say a 6.5 too. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh, There were some things that I really liked about it. Like I said, I thought the musical choices were really strong because it made it feel like, like a James Bond flick. Like go back and watch after they escape when they're running through the, the fucking hit, the, the little cavern and and it's falling in on him. That's James Bond music. Like the weird, like panty saxophone. I thought it was, some of that stuff was really good. So yeah. Well, there you go, dudes. Um, man, we talked for a long ass time. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed sitting through all of it. A uh, rate us on iTunes and all that stuff. And we'll be back next week with brand new uh, DS nine. So thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for coming. And we'll talk to you next week. Oh.